Are Medicare supplement plans not worth it anymore? Should you just enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan instead? We're going to answer some of those questions today and more in today's episode. But as always, before we start, my name is Cameron Giardini, and together with my co-host, Joanne Giardini-Russell, we operate Giardini Medicare, which is an independent insurance agency based out of Southeast Michigan. Although we are based in Michigan, we do work virtually over the phone to directly help consumers in about 13 states to find the right Medicare coverage for them. If we do not work in your state, we will connect you with another trusted independent agent that will be able to help you find the coverage that you want. And of course, even if you choose not to work with us, we know that the information in today's podcast will help you with a successful and stress-free transition to Medicare. So quick overview, we're going to talk about what are Medicare supplements. We will talk about the negatives of Medicare supplement plans. We will talk about how to overcome some of these negatives. And lastly, we will mention who are Medicare supplement plans right or potentially wrong for. So what are Medicare supplements? Now, when we talk about Medicare supplements, we also refer to these plans as Medigap plans. They are one and the same, just FYI. So Medicare supplements are sold by private insurance companies, and they are designed to fill the gaps left by original Medicare. So they will cover the 20% cost sharing, which is not covered by original Medicare. Again, filling the gaps, thus called Medigap. These plans will allow policyholders to see any provider that accepts original Medicare, and they rarely will ever require prior authorization. Medigap plans have a higher monthly premium, but typically lower potential out-of-pocket medical costs compared to Medicare Advantage plans, and they do not usually provide extra benefits which are not covered by original Medicare, such as routine dental, vision, hearing, and more. Medigap plans are also standardized by their plan letters, and the plan letters range currently from A through N. You can take a look at page 76 in the Medicare and You Handbook to see a good chart with all of the standardized benefits by the Medigap plan letter. We're also going to link that chart in the show notes below. Today, Medigap plan G and plan N are the most popular plans, so make sure you do listen to our specific episode about those two plans for more details. And to learn more about Medigap plans, you can also click the link in the show notes to see that the official Choosing a Medigap Policy Guidebook, and it's published by Medicare, is posted below. Or just Google Choosing a Medigap Policy PDF. So probably what you clicked on this for are what are the downsides of Medigap plans? So Medicare supplement plans, they are not perfect, and they are certainly not for everybody. And we say that even as an insurance agency that has sold thousands of Medigap policies throughout the years. So some of the negatives for Medigap plans are the policies only have to cover services that are covered by original Medicare. And again, that's part A and part B services. It does not cover routine physicals and extra benefits like routine dental, vision, hearing, over-the-counter, transportation, whatever you see on TV pretty much being advertised. There may be some Medigap companies that are exceptions to this, but this is going to apply to a very large majority of plans. Also, Medigap plans have higher premiums than Medicare Advantage plans, and premiums will continue to rise while you are in the plan over time. There is no escaping rising premium costs with Medigap plans, so make sure you understand that going into it. Prescription coverage with Medigap plans is also separate, so you would need to purchase a separate Part D plan with a separate added monthly premium. And Part D coverage also is typically not as good as prescription coverage provided by Medicare Advantage plans due to slightly higher deductibles and potentially higher copays. It's not always that way, but it often is, so we just want to spell it out for you and make sure you're aware of it. And then also, you may not be able to change to a different Medigap policy in the future. So keep that in mind. But of course, we're not just going to talk about the negatives. We're going to talk about what you can do to counteract some of the negatives with Medigap plans. And of course, Joanne can start. Again, the first negative Cameron mentioned is that it's only going to cover procedures that are approved by original Medicare. So how do you get around that, right? 
Well, understand that a physical won't be covered and an annual wellness visit is covered instead. Operates a little differently, but there are even some Medigap companies that will provide additional coverage for routine physicals. So consider that if that's an absolute deal breaker for you. Yeah, not many companies, but they do exist. Right. Although Medigap plans are standardized, it doesn't mean that all plans are exactly the same. And although they have to have the same basic benefits because they are standardized, again, not all, but there are Medigap insurance companies, they can choose to include extra coverage in their plans, such as a gym membership, maybe a dental vision hearing add-on or rider, nursing hotlines, things like that. Again, not all of them, but some do. So make sure when you're shopping, you're asking the right questions about those. And if you're concerned about having a Medigap plan that doesn't cover dental, vision, hearing kind of services that are routine to Medicare Advantage, for example, you can purchase a separate dental, vision, and hearing plan. So just because that plan, your Medigap plan might not include that, it doesn't mean you can't purchase a standalone one for those services. And do check out, we do have an episode, a podcast episode about dental options, and that really goes through the, de- the details on how you can obtain dental coverage. Yeah, just because your Medigap policy doesn't cover dental doesn't mean you'll never have dental coverage. I think that's what some people kind of misunderstand it as. Right. So a couple other negatives we'll talk about and what you can do about them is the higher premiums than Medicare Advantage plans and the Medigap premiums do increase throughout the life time of your policy. So understand this is simply a trade-off for having stronger medical coverage with less out-of-pocket potential cost compared to Medicare Advantage plans. So if your friend says, I pay nothing for my Medicare Advantage, and you wonder, why do I have Medigap? Why am I paying more for this? It's because you probably have better medical coverage, almost certainly. Medigap plans, they typically only have you pay a couple hundred dollars out-of-pocket for medical cost per year, while Medicare Advantage plans, on the other hand, may have you pay a few to several thousands of dollars out of pocket for potential medical costs if you do need them. So with that being said, don't just enroll in the cheapest Medigap plan to try to save the most on premiums. The cheapest plan now is really unlikely to be the cheapest plan long term. That's where thinking about those increasing premiums over time comes into play. Just because plans are standardized, it doesn't mean you just pick the lowest plan and you just go with that for the lifetime of the policy. And that's really where brokers like ourselves come into play. We look at overall stability as well as the initial price that you're getting the plan to figure out what might be good long term. And then another negative we talked about was the separate Part D prescription coverage. This can be somewhat of a positive. It depends on how you think about it. But the first thing is do not just pick a Part D plan that matches your Medigap insurance company. So if you get a plan from company X, if they also offer drug coverage or Part D, don't just enroll in that plan without actually checking the coverage. So make sure that you work with a broker or run your medications through Medicare.gov so you can see which Part D plans have the lowest overall cost for your specific prescriptions. This will help you compare dozens of companies so you're not just stuck with the one that you got the Medigap with. Also, again, I mentioned separate Part D coverage can even be a benefit since you can change your Part D coverage every year during the fall annual election period, and it doesn't involve you changing your Medigap coverage. So if you love your Medigap plan, you can continue to change your drug coverage without impacting your medical coverage. And now I'll flip it back to Joanne. She can talk about a couple other negatives with Medigap plans and what you can do about it. Right. So one of the negatives that Cameron mentioned is that you may not be able to change your Medigap plan in the future. So it is really, really important to understand this concept of your Medigap open enrollment period. This is a period of time. It lasts for six months and it begins on the first day of the month that you are both age 65 or older and also enrolled in Medicare Part B first time. What this means is that you can purchase any Medigap plan that you are eligible for with no help 
health questions being asked of you, and you cannot be charged more based on any health issues that you might have. After that six months is over, in most states and in most situations, you will have to qualify for a new Medigap plan based on your health, and you can be denied or charged more for coverage with a new plan or a new company. So what? how do you avoid that? You have to know it exists. That's it. You just have to know that this is the, a potential feature of Medigap. Take your time in the beginning to choose the right coverage right out the gate when you first start your Part B so that it's not going to be a shock to you later. Also, please use a broker to compare the dozens of Medigap companies that are available in your state. Ask them about your state-specific rules, about changing to another Medigap plan in the future. And then consider all of the Medigap plan options when you're first eligible. And don't just fixate on a Plan G. Plan G by far today is the most popular, but we have seen this shift over the years. Five years ago, it was Plan F. Now it's becoming Plan G. Five years from now, it'll probably be a different plan letter. But at least if you can't change in the future, you're going to know that you did all you did at the time Mm -hmm. that you you could have done at the time to get it right when you enrolled. Yeah, exactly. There's so many options out there when it comes to Medigap. I just ran the numbers a couple of weeks ago, and I believe in Metro Detroit, where we're located, there was about 45 different Medigap Mm -hmm. plans. So that's 45 insurance companies companies offering Medigap policies, which is just crazy. So you really have have to take the time to compare it. You can't call all of them individually. We can easily compare all of them at the same time. It's just much easier to use an independent person that can look yeah. at those options. And those 45 carriers are not one iota uh, equivalent to one another at all, right? No, no. no. The <laughs> prices can change. Everything Everything about them is different. Price and strength and stability, a whole bunch of things. And that's where the broker is really important, that you're not going to see those things on the surface. Yeah, exactly. So now to get away from the negatives of Medigap plans, there's got to be some pros. So we'll talk positives. So you can see any provider that accepts original Medicare across the country if you have a Medigap policy. Now they still have to agree to treat you. You know, not every provider is taking new patients, but if they are taking new patients, they're willing to see you. Then of course you can see them with a Medigap policy. Doesn't matter which company you have, you have free reign to do that across the country. You also have low medical out-of-pocket costs that we already mentioned. The most popular plan, which is plan G, has a deductible of $226 for 2023. Also prior authorization that is more common in Medicare Advantage plans is very, very rarely needed before procedures with original Medicare and Medigap. Keep in mind that Medicare and your Medigap will still typically only cover medically necessary procedures. So just because you don't have prior authorization most times, it does not mean it's a free-for-all to get any service done that you want just because you want it. You know, your doctor still has to make sure it's medically necessary. Another no pro- cosmetic surgery. Yeah, no, not if you, unless they can justify it somehow, there are certain cases, right. but yeah, pretty much. And plans are guaranteed to renew for as long as you continue to pay your premiums. So this can help with long-term peace of mind since they are not yearly contracts like Medicare Advantage plans. If you keep paying for your plan, it will stay in place as long as that company exists. Uh, Premium increases are based on all individuals enrolled in your Medigap plan with that company. This is important to remember. A lot of people think, okay, well, I have cancer. I'm unhealthy. I go to the doctor a lot. Are they going to target me to raise my premiums? And the answer is no. They will not raise your premiums as an individual based on just your claims. They are going to look at everybody on the plan and adjust their premiums accordingly. They won't single you out just because you might have more medical issues than others. So now, Joanne, you can talk about who Medigap plans could potentially be right for. Well, they can be very right for some of these types of folks. Snowbirds, those people that might travel often and they really value being able to see original Medicare providers anywhere they go in the country. Remember, you go to any Medicare accepting doctor hospital facility in the country that takes original Medicare. It's a great plan for those people that want to limit any prior authorization worries. 
they don't have it, so you really don't have to think about that kind of thing. Also, these plans are great for people with large medical expenses, especially when you know that, when you know turning 65 or starting your Medicare, if you know you've got these already with you have the pre-existing conditions, uh, that's, a, that's a real, it is a peace of mind factor knowing you have a set monthly limit in terms of your bills. And it does protect against the longer term you know, medical expenses in the future because you can always keep that plan. It's right for those people that can afford the monthly premiums. And we always tell people that you have to, part of taking and getting a Medicare supplement is you have to be okay with paying premium. I love how Cameron says sometimes that with every plan you choose with Medicare, you're going to have to sacrifice something. So with a Medicare supplement, it's fantastic coverage, but you're going to sacrifice potentially dollars. If you're healthy and you're paying $125 a month, you might not be happy 18 months later because you're paying you know, for what you consider wasted premium. Again, compared to Medicare Advantage with zero, that's what you're going to kind of look at. You have to value the insurance and be okay with paying higher premium. Mm-hmm. And then same thing with, with the high priority. If you don't set a high priority on extra benefits such as the dental and the vision and the over-the-counter and companion care and groceries and transportations and all the things that you're seeing on the TV commercials, if that doesn't really fire you up to get a Medicare Advantage plan, then a Medicare supplement could be right for you. Yeah, definitely. And we've already mentioned that Medigap plans are certainly not right for everybody. We would never say that. But now I will actually talk about who they could be potentially wrong for. So if you're okay with networks, prior authorization, and potentially higher out-of-pocket costs medically, but you want low premiums and you want those extra benefits, you know, maybe a Medigap policy is not right for you and you might want to consider Medicare Advantage. Also, if you're somebody with Medicaid that pays your out-of-pocket health healthcare expenses, you certainly should not get a Medigap plan in very in 99.9% of those cases. Um, those with certain retiree coverages like TRICARE for Life, which is for veterans that retired from the military, and other retiree coverages, you may not want Medigap plans because those policies are a good replacement for it. Also, if you are very concerned with extra benefits, like Joanne mentioned, then you certainly might want to consider Medicare Advantage. Also, if you cannot qualify for a Medigap policy based on your health, then you really don't have many options in that case. So Joanne already mentioned that your Medigap open enrollment when you first start Part B is the only time for the most part that you're really guaranteed coverage with a Medigap policy. So if you find that you have a Medicare Advantage and you want to change to Medigap and you simply can't do it, you, you might have to stay with Medicare Advantage at that point. Lastly, those that cannot afford higher monthly premiums for Medigap policies certainly will want to consider Medicare Advantage coverage. This is especially true for people under age 65 on Medicare due to disability and other factors. All right, so Joanne, are Medigap plans bad? No, of course not, but they're not for everybody, right? Anyone that's saying out to you Medicare supplements or one-size-fit-all option is simply wrong. You got to think about your long-term coverage, what is right for you over the next 10 to 20 years versus just looking at your first year on Medicare. Always remember, please, that the best time to purchase a Medigap policy, if it is what you want, is during your Medigap open enrollment period. Remember, that's that six months when you're just starting out with Part B coverage. Even if you don't purchase one of these plans, at least take the time to consider it. Now, please go listen to our previous in-depth Medigap podcast episode if you want more details about what Medigap coverage looks like. Again, this is just discussing the downside of Medicare supplements today. Yeah, and just to go back real quick to the not one-size-fits-all thing when it comes to Medicare supplements, if you scroll social media or especially YouTube where we also have videos, you'll see a lot of videos that say why I would never get Medicare Advantage, why I would only do Medicare supplements. Well, they don't speak for everybody. There are more people enrolled 
enroll in Medicare Advantage versus Medicare supplements. So I'm not saying you should go that route, but there's clearly something there and there is clearly a reason that both of these options exist. So take the time to compare both of them. And at the end of the day, the only bad Medicare coverage options are ones that you did not choose based on your specific health needs and circumstances. Medigap plans are just one of the two main options when it comes to Medicare coverage. So of course, tune into our other episodes and look at more information about Medicare Advantage plans versus Medicare supplements. As always, please leave us a review on your podcast app and subscribe so you can listen to future episodes. You can also find more Medicare content from us by going to YouTube and searching Giardini Medicare. And lastly, you can send us any feedback or questions by sending an email to info at gmedicareteam.com. Thanks for listening and have a good day.